and welcome to episode 177 of TLDR Podcast. Uh, the episode after the Niners go went ahead and killed the Eagles, and it was a good it was a good Sunday because uh, Tyler was at my house along with Trayden. We watched the game together, and Tyler manned up and sat through three quarters of us absolutely berating the guy. And I mean, that's how I got to give you props, man. You sat there, and you took it all. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, that was not a fun game to watch at all. The first quarter was great. Um, but yeah, after that, it was very much downhill. Uh, very uh, disappointing effort there from Philly. Um, after the hype, I was looking forward to that game all week. And I was hoping to at least be closer, win or lose. But getting blown out of home is never fun. Um, but it was still fun to hang out with you guys and you know, and just uh, be able to... Because it's very rare when both our football teams play. And it's just it's, it's, it's fun to kind of be there in the same place for that. It's, 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 it's always a good time. But... Yeah, definitely a disappointing uh, week for me. I also lost you in fantasy football, so I was just you—you you just kicked my ass all weekend, James. That's the goal, man. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I hate Tyler the most out of all the guys in this podcast, including yeah. Eric and Mike, who is now a honorary member as of right now. Traden, how was your Sunday? How was your weekend? <laughs> weekend was great. I actually uh, on Saturday. Thank you very much, Eric, who we love very much. Got me uh, got Ky- both me and Kylie tickets to. Um, to the Clippers Warriors game, um, which was great until it wasn't kind of similar to Tyler's situation with, uh, with his Eagles, except my wasn't was like it, it, I, I had better fun, more fun for longer than he did. <laughs> he, he was done after quarter one. I was done after quarter three. Uh, and I bet, and I, you know, I did some prize picks, which is always fun when you're at the game. It's always fun to to cheer on your, the players that you have going on. Um, Sunday was great. Football um, is, is always a, is always great. Um, I, I just can't get over how much money in salary is is sitting injured at, um, at the in the NFL, specifically starting quarterbacks. Um, because we have we had yet another one fall down yesterday. Um, just it's it's just crazy to me. It also is crazy to me that Taysom Hill has more points per week than Travis Kelsey in the last few weeks. So, fun fact for you. He was my waiver wire pick of the week, so I hope you guys listen to that one. And then last but not least, we got Alex, who, of course, if you guys haven't met him, he has one of those faces where you just want to tell everything to all the time. Right, Alex? Yes. Uh, James is alluding to a story I told them while we were waiting on Tyler to hurry up. Um, and pretty much this guy at the gym just told me his whole life story, um, and that's not how I gym it up. I'm a big fan of leave me alone and don't talk to me at the gym. Uh, as James put it, I'm trying to put it in her and leave. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess I look friendly, even though most of the time I'm just staring off wildly thinking about God knows what, but, um, I didn't give a fuck what happened in the Niners Eagles game. So it was great for me. And mine's <laughs> one, cause I only have one team, Tyler. Oh, shots fired. No, I am just throwing Tyler. I'm sorry. That was mean. No, Tyler, it's all good. I'm sorry. I can, take it. I can take it. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, his other team won, right? It's true. Yeah. So a fake Rams fan, true Eagles fan, real Rams fan, and then a fake-ish Warriors fan going on here? I'm not really too sure. Anyway, going on, we're going to start with the podcast. Uh, Tyler, not Tyler, Trayden is going to begin with NHL this week. Yes, sir. Um, we will be, we're going to go through quite a, just a couple major things. One one major thing that I alluded to last week, um, and yeah, you know we'll get to that. We're not going to talk about the Arizona Coyotes, even though I feel like we should after that unbelievable run this they've had this last week um they have beaten the last five stanley cup champs consecutively <laughs> first of all kind of crazy that they would even have that schedule in order 
and, and it wasn't in order of how they won, but they but they they played the the five last um, winners over the last five games, and they have kind of slaughtered them every single game. So uh, watch out for Arizona. It also seems like they might be um, fi- uh, finalizing a purchase piece of land in Phoenix. So they probably will be staying. Um, let's first, before we get any further, get to, um, I'll start with the in-season cup. I already kind of alluded to this. The Arizona Coyotes have completely dismantled, uh, 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 dismantled us the last few, uh, couple weeks here. Tyler, you're coming on a a pretty big run. Um, and you sit second, uh, just behind Alex at 24, James and I still at nine. Uh, I have nine and he has six respectively. Um, I, I mean, I don't understand how Arizona's winning all this, but here we are. Um, now going to uh, to fantasy the fantasy land. Uh, Tyler, you're on a two win uh, two week win streak that sets you at third. Um, I lost last week because I forgot to set my lineups on Monday, um, and I lost by like five points. And I had I left eleven points on the on the uh, bench uh, day one, so that sucks. Uh, James, you lost last week as well, so we're both four and four. And Alex, you are also four and four with winning two in a row, so you're definitely still in the hunt. Um, lots and lots of hockey left there. Um, and okay, let's get into the to the nitty gritty, boys. Um, Corey Perry, uh, we all love him. I'm going to start with Corey Perry. I want to start. I want to get this kind of out of the way. Uh, you know, we all love him slash don't love him at all. <laughs> but Corey Perry um, had his contract uh, terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks after an incident. Um, it led to a ridiculous amount of terrible uh, rumors, which I will not repeat on here. Which uh, that made me sick um, to even to even consider that a human being would even consider that kind of rumor, um, especially when, when it regards a family member and uh, of the league's biggest rookie in the, in the, in the entire league. So, uh, congratulations, asshole humans. Um, you, you won again. Uh, Corey Perry, uh, had his, did have his contract, um, terminated and he did come out with an apology. It's seemingly like it alluded to some sort of incident that happened when they were in, uh, Columbus and alcohol seems like it may have been involved. Um, but he did seem to have a pretty heartfelt, um, you know, apology more or less, but we really don't really know the extent of it. And, you know, going into this, I didn't, you know, going, hearing about where Corey Perry was going, we didn't have really have an idea of, you know, what was going on and, and if he was going to be returning to the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously he's not, but we know for a fact that what happened is more than likely not a legal incident. It had nothing to do with, you know, as far as we know, it has nothing to do with, you know, domestic, uh, violence, which we've seen contracts terminated or, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just seems to be like a, a policy more, more or less an issue that maybe he was, you know, alcohol got the better of him, uh, one, one evening. Um, and knowing where the Chicago Blackhawks are in their <laughs> progression as a franchise, they needed to nip something in the bud quickly, and they seemed like they did that. Um, and and here we are. So I wanted to ask the guys what what are their thoughts of you know is this Corey Perry's last time playing in the NHL? Um, I know we don't like him at, on the ice, but he's definitely a player that any contending team would love to have in the fourth line. Uh, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, I guess I guess we'll see. But uh, I just want to go around. James, former Duck, Corey Perry, questionable Hall of Famer. Do you, is he going to lace up for another team? Uh, it, I mean, I guess he needs to be bedded by the team, right? Um, 
But if they're, they're not going to bring him on to do the same mentorship role that the Blackhawks had him do. That's not, I mean, after this incident, if you get cut from a team doing something that bad, it kind of murkies the water in terms of your mentorship ability. You did something bad, bro. You screwed that one up. So we're not going to really put you on that pedestal that you were once on. Uh, but I, I, I think that if a team is desperate enough for scoring, like some depth scoring, like the Capitals who have scored the least amount of goals in the league and work might be contending for a playoff spot. You could take that and be like, okay, cool. Like we'll bring this guy on. He'll fit right in with all the rest of the old guys on this, on that Capitals team anyway. Like they'll talk about the same stuff. Good enough to be a mentor anybody because they're already old anyway. So there, there could be a possibility that for an older team who needs some depth scoring, that could happen. But I mean, not, a proper betting needs to happen first and he's got to come in and be truthful about what he did and why he did it and there's probably going to be like interventions involved of hey now you have to check in with this 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 and this for this contract to occur which i i see happening in the, in the future yeah um you know i i think i think the biggest part part is is the is the due diligence um it, we we have history as a guide to see what how co- contracts getting terminated is not doesn't happen often. This is not something that can happen. It's not like the NFL where you can cut contracts. You can't do that unless you buy them out. Um, so to have a contract terminated is a big deal. Um, Tampa Bay had Dodgins contract um, uh, terminated because he showed up to training camp out of shape. That was just in his contract. So, you know, it's something as small as that too. Um, we all remember Slava Voinov's contract got, got uh, you know, terminated because of domestic uh, violence. San, uh, San Jose terminated Evander Kane's contract after he forged a vac- uh, vaccination card during COVID. Uh, we've seen another King, uh, Kings player, Rich, uh, Mike Richards, get um, charged with cross crossing the border with, in possession of controlled substances, another incident that, that terminated a contract. So s- some legal, some not. Um, Tyler, I want to ask you. I know we don't like him, but do you do you see you know Corey Perry see, seeing you know playing another game? I do. I think my my gut tells me that he'll 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 be back at some point, um, whether it's this season or maybe even one more season next year. Um, I I don't think that his um, I don't think this is gonna you know end, end his career. I don't think he's a guy that kind of wants to go out that way. Um, and I certainly think that there's going to be some team out there that's going to want that depth piece and it's going to want a guy like that on their team. Um, as the, as you guys have already mentioned, obviously there has to be, you know, some due diligence done to make sure that this kind of incident doesn't happen again. Um, but you know, as much as we you know talk about how much we, we don't like Corey Perry, he is definitely one of the, you know, better players of his, his generation. So, um, you definitely don't want to see a guy go out that way. Um, I would like to see him, you know, get some sort of redemption, even if it's just playing one, one year of clean hockey. Um, but, uh, hopefully that, that happens for him. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it was this year, you know, if he takes a couple months off and at some point he's able to come back and he's able to fix what, what's going on. Um, if not, I can definitely maybe even see it next year. Um, just to kind of get one more year in there and just hopefully be able to finish out on a good note. Yeah. Um, Alex, you know, he expressed that he was deeply sorry, began working with experts in mental health and substance abuse fields to, to deal with the struggles of his alcohol, uh, potentially alcoholism or alcohol, you know, issues. Um, it, it, it seems like a different situation than others and that he genuinely seems, you know, uh, you know, bothered by his actions and, and feels sorry, even, uh, you know, even though he did, he did the act. What, what are your thoughts about Corey Perry and, and, and suiting up for another team this season? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I'll leave the other stuff aside because the boys have already kind of covered it. Like vet them, do, do all that, do your due diligence on the hockey side. Like 
I give it a 1% chance. Just based on he's 38, he's been pretty bad for the last like five years, if we're being just completely honest. Like last year, looking at his his numbers really quickly with the Lightning, I mean, 81 games, 25 points, and a minus 28. Like that's not good for a good Tampa team last year. The only way I see him doing it is if it is like, the sharks who dump everyone else and you just need like a literal live body. Uh, and I, and I know that's bad, but like, and I'm, I don't really see Corey Perry as a hall of famer personally. Um, and like, I think his name is maybe a little bit bigger than who he is as a hockey player at 38 years old after, you know, 18 years in the league or whatever. So I, I would be surprised. I mean, like, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible because to be fair, Corey Perry was like the player I hated the most for a really long time in the NHL. But I just like, I don't see what team really needs Corey Perry at this point, unless you are just looking for bodies. But at that point, just bring up a young guy and see what he can do for you. Um, and I know it's bad, but sometimes that's just the business of sports. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I would be surprised if somebody brought him on and I hope that you know he is actually remorseful and gets the help help he needs and can can move forward in life potentially post hockey but I'm just not really sure what he brings other than the mentorship and like James mentioned that's kind of out the window now yeah it, it, it is tough to see where he'd fit um you know it, it's funny I look at I look at his situation and um you know, my team has had a, has had a tendency of, of taking these projects and trying to make them work. Uh, the, the Edmonton Oilers gave Zach Cassian a, a shot and changed his completely changed his life around. I, you could argue that the same, they've done the same thing with Evander Kane. Both of those players are probably were better than Corey Perry is now. So it, it's a tough thing to see if, 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 uh, if the Oilers would, would punt on them in terms of, quote unquote teams that are playoff contending teams. Um, if you consider them, I would say that the Oilers are probably up there just because they need that depth and they don't have the the younger guys. We tried bringing up younger guys and they just can't figure it out. So you can maybe see that. Um, I just don't see, to your point, Alex, uh, I don't see another team, you know, uh, maybe looking on a playoff round. The, granted, they have until March to sign them before the trade deadline. So, Maybe they're going to find he'll find a spot um, this season, but we will see. And Corey Perry, we, I really do hope you get the help you need, um, and I really do hope you're uh, you're remorseful. I, that was that was nice to see. He's not he's not um, fighting the determination. That's that's for sure. All right, let's talk about hockey. Um, Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs guys. Oh, we talk. Uh, I talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs all the time and how much I absolutely hate them. Um, and but objectively, I've kind of looked here, guys, and I'm I'm kind of concerned about the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Um, you know, they they do sit in a wild card spot, twelve six and four for twenty eight points. Um, that you know, the, within the within the entire conference, they're not even they're you know they're not seventh. They're actually sixth. Um, they you know they they just play in a tough in a tough division in that Atlantic in that Atlantic division. Um, what what kind of screams out to me, guys, is um. The lack of a couple things. One, the lack of production from um, from the the lack of the lack of oomph from the top players all the time. And I know that Matthews is getting his, Mitch Marner at times get his. William Nylander has been the most consistent player, but they also have only five regulation wins, which is, in my opinion, a huge concern. Alex, I'm going to throw it right back to you. 
What are your thoughts on the on the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point? And do you have a little bit of concern that they may not be ready for full five on five hockey come playoff time? Um, I mean, I'm a little concerned for sure, but at the same time, at least they're getting points that extra point when they can when they're winning those OT games. And we saw that. And when you talked about your over unders or that when we did the previews, like those points, they matter and they count. And we've seen teams that are bad in OT miss the playoffs. We've seen teams that are good in OT make the playoffs. Um, I yeah, I think the 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 Leafs obviously are they get there's more pressure on that team than any team in hockey. I mean, maybe the Oilers are like a a one B, but like Toronto is a one A, one A, one A. And I think it's just consistency. Um, it really it really seems like they're. Like, yeah, Matthews is getting his Nylander's been been the best player and he is up for a big payday. So that will be really intriguing to see what happens with him. Um, I think if they can just be slightly more consistent and play better five on five hockey, that they'll be fine. Um, I do think that our the outlook on them coming into the season as like a potential cup favorite has maybe gone down to playoff likely maybe like a first round exit as always. Like I, I think there are our expectations for them should drop. Not necessarily saying they can't make a change. Something can, can flip. We're still early ish and at least they are in a playoff spot. So they're going in the right direction and they're only two points back from being second in their division. So like it looks bad when you look at the standings, but that's one win. And then you're right there. So I'm uh I you didn't ask me this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Worry scale five and a half and another half out of ten. So six out of ten. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um it, it's just a consistency that's been that's yeah. been worrisome for me. Um James, I'm gonna look at you. I talk we'll talk about consistency. What are your what are your thoughts on the goaltending situation here? The jo- Joseph Wool is kind of the guy now. Ilya Samsonov has been putrid. Um, is Joseph Wall enough? I I don't I don't think he's enough on his own because last year Samsonov kind of carried the load there and was good last year. He had like a nine nine five nine one five save percentage last year, which was good because right now Wall has nine one six. I don't know if he can handle a full load right off the bat right now. Can he in a couple of years? Yes, but I mean it being relatively early in his career. And you have a guy like Samson behind you, he should be able to step up and take some more of that load to actually he should be the one taking the majority of the load, and then Wall should be the one supplementing. But instead, it's the other way around. And when you go into the season thinking the opposite of what's happening, it throws you for a loop. And then you have to mentally change. And the thing about goaltending that I've talked about before, it's all about confidence, it's all about your mental game and all of that. So I've yet to see Joseph Wall get really tested in the long run. How's his confidence going to be in a couple of Couple losses in a row. So what happens there? Is he gonna? Is he ultimately gonna fail? Because that's what most young goaltenders do. They fail. It takes a while to be good at your craft as a goaltender in the NHL. If Samsonov can be a tad bit better, get his save percentage above like a nine oh five, that'll work wonders with this team. That's all he needs right now, just to make him enough to be competitive, so that the consistency that Alex alluded to offensively comes through and shines and gets you more of those wins. Because right now the the top, the big three, they have 
good amount of stats, but those stats come in bunches. They're like putting up like three point nights and then other nights are putting up zero. Right. But if the season goes on, some of that consistency in the way they gel will get better and better and better, which you see in most teams anyway, because the more you play together, the better you get. Uh, and I think those zero point nights will maybe turn to one or two point nights, which will be enough to get you a win if Samsonov can save 90.05% of those shots. So if you can do that, we're good. If you can't, I don't know how Joseph Wall is going to fare for the entire season. Yeah, it's the biggest question mark for the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, or among among one of the largest, especially um, because it's so important. Um, and we talk about goaltending all the time. Tyler, uh, a couple things I want to uh, before I, I, I want to just point out: um, Maple Leafs again have five regulation wins. Now I know they have twelve wins total. Uh, fifth is is tied for second worst in the league. Uh, and the reason I drilled down on that is because there's two things that don't happen in playoff hockey, and that's a shootout and three on three hockey that doesn't exist unless just so happens to be um, a three on three, you know, uh, p- because of penalties. Um, their expected goals for versus their expected goals against, while it is um, it is positive, their actual goals goals for and their goals against is flipped. Uh, this is a team that seems like they're checked out sometimes and the new guys especially ryan reeves tyler bertuzzi max domi have not really done what we had expected what's your worry level on the uh, on the uh on the toronto maple leafs with all that going on yeah i would say it's moderate um i definitely think there's some issues that need to be fixed fairly quickly as you mentioned those kind of goals for goals for goals against you know they're 14th leading goals for 21st and goals against you know, typically that's not, you know, middle, middle of the pack to kind of bottom third. Um, that's not going to be good enough, um, especially for the expectations that we have for these Maple Leafs. Um, so, and I, I do agree. I think a lot of, it just seems a little bit like there's a lack of sense of urgency with this team right now. And yes, it's early, you know, we're, we're, we're talking very, very early December. There's still months ahead of where we where will end up being in the postseason. Um, you know, right now, standings wise, we're every, every, a lot of people are very just, you know, jam packed, you know, it's kind of like the first 10 seconds of Mario Kart right now. Everyone's just, Oh, it's always right there. No one's really separating right now. It's, it, it's a little bit crazy. So, um, I think with that kind of how Alex alluded to, like they're only like two points away from being second in the division. So, um, that is, you know, they're still in a playoff spot despite all these problems. So that's kind of just a positive twist on it. I think these Maple Leafs will get better. I think they'll definitely play better, you know, as, as the season progresses, Hopefully, you know, but there's always that kind of thing, you know, sometimes we see it where these teams that have been good for a long time, they haven't really had a championship team, you know, in terms of kind of to, to kind of fall back on like, you know, we, we've, we've won a championship, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. They don't really have that. There's a lot of kind of, you know, panic mode around the fan base around the team. So that can kind of seep in a little bit, the more and more that they struggle. So I think for me, it's more of that than it is the talent and the way this team is constructed. Um, but I think that they will figure it out. And I think come playoff time, I think they'll be ready to go. But um, of course, we all know the troubles they have when it comes to playoff time. So um, certainly certainly not more confidence with that part, but I'm not too worried about the Maple Leafs, but a little bit. Yeah, it, it's 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 fair to worry about some of these things. I mean, especially because of Toronto, all the guys are on them. Um, I, and I, sometimes I just don't get a good good vibe from them, you know, game in, game out. And, and, that, and that's the biggest worry for me. But, um, you know, it, it will remain to be seen how they how they perform. Um, 
while while we're at it, I I, I figure that we're at the quarter point of the season, and and I and I wanted to do something different. We have so many different things in terms of, uh, you know, key matchups that we have going on the podcast and the in season cup and and all this uh, and also over unders uh, at the beginning of the season. Well, I also want to do one more, and I want to do a quarter quell, you know, uh, track of where we expect the standings to kind of you know flush out at each at each major point. I should have done it at the beginning of the year. It would have been a little bit better. Um, uh, or I maybe could find, try and figure out a way to do that. But, uh, here we are. We're in, we're, everyone's played at least 21 games. That's the, uh, or 20, 21 games. Uh, some have played almost 26 here. Uh, and we're just going to go through what our predictions are for the, the, uh, the final, uh, you know, standings at the end of the season, we're going to do this every quarter to see how things change and to see, you know, if, if, if teams in our minds are getting better or getting worse and, and just kind of see where our head's at. So, uh, I want to start with you, James, let's start in the East. Um, currently the top three Atlantic spots are Boston, Florida, and Detroit. Um, in the Metro it's New York Rangers, Carolina hurricanes, and the Philadelphia flyers and the East wild cards consist of Toronto and Tampa Bay. So starting at the Atlantic, what are your what are your standings at the end of the season if they were, if uh, if if you were to predict the future? I got Bruins, Panthers, and Lightning in that order. Lightning. So you have so you have the Lightning Making improving a, a little bit after a after a tough few games. <laughs> after Vasilevsky comes back, oh yeah, yeah, he had a tough he had a tough week. <laughs> Poor guy had a tough week, but he he looked pretty good uh, the other day. Uh, what about uh, the Metro? Uh, Rangers, Canes, and then the Leafs. Rangers, Canes, uh, and who? Leafs. Leafs are not in the Metro. Oh, never mind. I have Capitals, my bad. Capitals, okay. And for the East uh, wildcard spots? Leafs and then Wings. Leafs and then Wings. Okay, so more or less the same. You have floor, You have actually Philly falling out. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, let's. Uh, what about you, Alex? Atlantic, Metro, and then East? Yeah, Atlantic, Bruins, Leafs, Wings. Wow! Yeah, wow. so you think do you think the Leafs are going to make a big storm back? Just gonna. Oh, who fucking knows, man? I like it. <laughs> uh, Metro, Metro. I have Rangers, Canes, and this is kind of a shock. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, that is a shock. That yeah. is a huge shock. Dude, uh, I, I feel well. like I feel like where the Leafs are not playing well and still doing okay. The Pens are also playing well, but just not succeeding. So I'm going big. Where? And then my wild card, the Florida Panthers and the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, I have to break the Devils to make the playoffs. Okay, so you have the Lightning falling out. Yeah. Interesting. And the Flyers falling out. Yeah, well, Flyers are fake, but... (laughs) Fair fair enough. Uh, Tyler, from the top. All right, in the Atlantic, Boston 1, Detroit 2, Toronto 3. Okay. And then the Metro, New York 1, Carolina 2. And I got New Jersey climbing all the way back to make that third spot. Wow. Okay. And it's pretty tight. So it's actually not completely crazy that you guys are having these assumptions. What about your wild card spots? This one was tough. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Tampa Bay is gonna be one of the one, one of the wild card spots. And man, it's that that last one is tough, but my my gut, just with the way that they look, I think Pittsburgh is gonna get one more chance at a playoff spot. So I'm gonna go Pittsburgh for that final one. 
so the biggest thing, the biggest thing that, that, um, throws out to me is that both or that you have the Panthers falling out completely. Um, yep. so that, that, that is, that's pretty crazy. Um, but you know, like you, like I said, it's pretty tight still. Um, I, I too will go Bruins. I just think they're just too strong. Um, I actually like the Panthers in the second spot. I'm going to keep them there. Um, I'm going to say the, uh, I, I am going to say the least figured out and they're going to take that third spot. Uh, for the Metro, it's going to be, um, I think it's actually going to be the Canes first, then the Rangers. Um, and then so this, this is the tough one for me. Um, just because I think that the, the Metro is pretty weak. And with that said, I think that, I think that we'll see the Capitals make it in, uh, for the wild card, um, that will leave the lightning for me and I will take the, um, the wings in the second wild card spot. All right. Back from the top, James, let's go to the West central Pacific and your wild card. Stars have blues in the central blues. Yes. I said it in the West. I got, uh, the Kings, the Knights and the Canucks, unfortunately, and the wild card will be jets and Oilers. Okay, so you think the Oilers are going to come back? Wild don't make it, and the, that the Arizona Coyotes are fake. Yes, uh, Alex. Yes, in the Central, the Stars, the Avs, and, and the most boring team in hockey, the Minnesota Wild, come back to take. Wow! Big. Wow. Okay. Look, sometimes you got to go for it. Uh, in the Pacific, the Knights, uh, because the Kings never win their division, so they can't be they can't be number one. And then the Canucks, uh, uh, number three, the, uh, and then I have the jets in the wild card, the blues and the predators are the New York football giants of last year. They're also fake teams, but you know, who's not a fake team. Your Arizona coyotes making the playoffs. Okay. Arizona coyotes hang on and I was trading. I really, really did, but I just, I can't. No, it's fine. I did. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It, I mean, both the wild and the and the Oilers really have to jump a lot. Like even saying the wilds yeah, in there, you one, already I had one crazy. One, and I just you I, can't I, pick I, both crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got, bud? All right, in the central, um, I'm gonna keep the Avalanche on top, and then I'm gonna go Winnipeg two, Dallas three. Um, wow. I like Winnipeg this year. Um, and then in the Pacific, I'm gonna go Kings. They're gonna win their first ever Pacific Division Championship. Knights two, Vancouver three. And then the wild card, this one's pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I think the Coyotes is maybe more recency, but I'm going to pick them. I think they're hot. I think they've been wanting to be good for a while. I'm going to go Coyotes and trading just to make you happy. I think the Oilers are going to do the impossible and they're going to climb their way back and find a way to make the wild card spot. I love it. I love it. Uh, for me, uh, right from the start, I'm going to, I'm going to say the abs hang on. I'm going to say the star second. And I will say the, um, I am going to go even crazier and I'm going to say the coyotes take the third spot. I think they're that hot. Uh, and again, I, I, I'll, I'll love to see where we're at in, in 20 games. Cause I might be a com- complete buffoon in the Pacific. I'll take the Kings up there. I really like the way they're looking right now. Um, I'll take the Knights a second and the Canucks uh, third. I think those are pretty much locks uh, for the wild card jets and guys. I mean, it, it's gotta be, the, it's gotta be the Oilers are looking m- much, much better now. Um, even though they have to jump a bunch. Um, look, the blues did it. The blues did it three, four years ago. So we'll say that the Oilers can't do it. They even had more time to do it. So let's, let's see it happen. Um, okay. Uh, now we're going to finish up with our, um, with our key matchups, just so everybody, just so you guys know, uh, with the key matchups right now, I did have it. There it is. 
James and I are five and four through nine. The Alex and Tyler, you guys are three and six. So uh, a little bit tough, a little bit tough. Um, but you have chance to come back. We're going to talk Canes Oilers that rematch after Tyler sa- or after Alex said that the Oilers uh, look pretty bad against the Hurricanes. The Oilers have since done pretty well, and the Hurricanes are, are also looking really good. So uh, James, let's start with you. Hurricanes at Edmonton. Oilers are going to start to climb now. Okay, Tyler. I'm also going Edmonton here. And Alex? I feel like I'm an Oilers hater trading, and I really don't want to be that way, but I haven't picked them to make the playoffs. I picked their under. They looked bad. I picked Carolina to make the Stanley Cup, so I'm picking Carolina. I'm so I like sorry. it. I like it. Um, for, for me, tomorrow, I think that the Oilers are going to come out hot. Um, they had a nice week off, um, and I think the Oilers will take it. Um, we also have the New Jersey Devils versus the Seattle Kraken. Some of you guys had the Devils coming back in. Um, the Kraken seem to be actual fakers, but this is maybe their chance to turn things around. Both teams are out of the playoffs. Uh, let's go back the other way. Tyler, or, I'm sorry, Alex, uh, Kraken, uh, or Devils at Kraken. Yeah, I, this one, I really thought about it, but I'm going to pick New Jersey. Uh, just cause. Oh, got it. Uh, Tyler? I'll go Devils here. I'll go Devils too. So two Devils on the board. What about you, James? Obviously Devils because it's Seattle. Seattle. (laughs) What? What? Oh, wow. Are you thinking that the Devils are fakers? I've never liked the Devils. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say the... You know what? I'm just going to... No, you know what? I have to say that the Devils because I can't afford to have them win because I don't need another team to have to jump in front of them. They don't need those points. Um, And the big boys of uh, big big dogs um, in their respective divisions. The Golden Knights are headed to Dallas. Let's start with you, Tyler. Golden Knights, Dallas Stars. Vegas here. Vegas, Golden Knights. I think they're going to write the ship a little bit. They're in a a weird funk right now. uh, James, what about you? Stars. Dallas Stars, no surprise there. You are a big Stars guy. And Alex? Stars. The Stars. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Vegas here. Um, don't love it, but I got to be a little bit different from James because I need to gain some points on him. We're tied, so I got to be a little bit different. Um, that, that's my thought process there. And that is all we got this week for the NHL. Thank you, Trayden. Another great segment, as always. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Alex is talking basketball and in-season tournament that's actually kind of successful-ish. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I have to admit, we're wrong. Apparently, the in-season tournament's a big success and people love it, and we all hated it. Uh, but Alex is going to talk more about it, so Alex, is all you. Yes, thank you, James. Yeah, the in-season tournament, uh, I've been watching a fair amount of the games. Um, it seems that the players have kind of gotten way way more into it. It seems like it has brought back some uh, of the, I guess, pizzazz to the regular season. Um, you know, that's definitely kind of been dull the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. So congrats, NBA. I think you kind of did it. Uh, I guess we'll still see. Uh, but it is, it's coming down to the wire. So we have Two of the quarterfinal games tonight, um, we are recording a little bit earlier this this week, so um, we're going to do a little bit of funkiness. Semifinals are on Thursday in Las Vegas, and then the final championship game is on Saturday, also in Las Vegas. Um, 
just so you guys know, the winning team gets 500k per player to if they win the tournament and a trophy that I kind of think the players don't care about. Like I probably would expect they want the money more. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I would also like 500k if anyone's just offering it. Uh, you hit me up for my. I, I'll send you my Venmo. Um, two of the teams played last night. One in the East, one in the West. James's Indiana Pacers took down the Boston Celtics to move on, um, and then they will face either the the winner of the Knicks and the Bucks, who are playing tonight. So we're actually. I told the boys we were going to pick, kind of go through the in season tournament and pick our winners. Um. We'll just play it as you guys can choose the Knicks or the Bucks if you want, or you can pick the Pacers, obviously. But we're just going to do a little, little go through. I have a feeling I already know what James is going to pick based on the smirk on his face <laughs> and the fact that he texted us a picture about how freaking baller Tyrese Halliburton has been recently. So, James, we'll start with you. In the East, the Pacers will be facing either the Knicks or the Bucks, um, who are pretty much tied after the second quarter in their game. Are you taking the Pacers? Oh my God. Yes. I'm 100% taking the Pacers. It's that. like, they have so much motivation to win this game because they're not good enough to win an actual NBA championship. So you can win something else in season and that's in season tournament. And Tyrese Hubbard was like, I'm tired of being a loser. Here's a chance to not be a loser by putting up 50 points a night and getting a trophy for the first ever NBA in season tournament. And they're probably going to pay the bucks who they beat already this, this season by two points, but it's still a win. It doesn't matter. Still win. So I'm excited for the, Pacers to win. Yeah, it is a fun note on the Pacers that I saw. They have 10 players on the team on the roster that are making like less than 3 million a year, um, which I know for normal people is a lot of money, but for NBA money, that's not much. So I'm sure they would very much like the 500K. And it would be cool to be this team to be like, yes, I won the first in-season tournament, assuming this goes on for an extended period of time. Uh, Traden, let's go to you. Pacers. And or Knicks slash Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't love the Knicks here. I like the Bucks over the Knicks, but I, you know, I, that motivation to be, and I, I don't like the Bucks consistency all the time. <laughs> like it's been, a, it's been a little bit questionable. And the Pacers just seem hungry. I'm going to take the Pacers here. Call me all crazy. Right. Ty. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. The boys I had the Pacers uh, making it to the in season tournament out of the East here. Um, wanted to go with my Bucks, but. Um, Kind of same reasons. I, I just think the Pacers are hot right now. I think this is something that they're really going to go for. So Pacers. I'm going to go either the Knicks or the Bucks. I don't really care which one of them wins their current game, just because the Pacers can play zero defense. Like they don't know how to do it, and I think those teams do know how to play defense and can score, especially the Bucks. So I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to say the Bucks beat the Knicks, and then James. I'm so sorry. The Bucs are going to beat the Pacers to move on. Um, moving forward to the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Sacramento Kings last night uh, to move on. And very kind of similar in this matchup than they're also then potentially playing the Suns or the Lakers. So kind of similar where the Pelicans probably not good enough to win the, the real NBA championship. Where the Suns and the Lakers are, I think, you know, teams that we would potentially consider pretty high up there. Um, but maybe the Pelicans will, if it's Pelicans Pacers, that's going to be so dope. Um, <laughs> Traded, let's go, let's go to you. Um, you're not a Suns fan. You're not a Lakers fan. I 
have a feeling you kind of don't give a shit about the Pelicans, but do you care who's going to win or want to predict it? I don't care who's going to win. Um, but this is a type of tournament and situation that is in the favor of one particular team. And it's your guys as Lakers. The Lakers are set to win this thing. Um, and I think that they, I think they just have to win one. They have to win three games in a week. That, that that's more than doable for a team that, um, you know, can get tired down the stretch. Um, I, I like I like the Lakers today over the Suns, and I do like them over the Pelicans as well. Okay, uh, thank you for picking my team. I appreciate that. Uh, as I'd never pick your team, so um, you're obviously a better person than me. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, uh, Pelicans versus Suns and or Lakers. Oh, well, yeah, not um, Suns or yeah, Lakers. I got you. Um, yeah, I also have Lakers here. Unfortunately, we're agreeing a lot. Um, I disagree, though, that the Pelicans and Pacers would be dope. Um, I disagree. I think that would be super lame. But to each their own, Lakers here. Okay. Uh, and then James, same question. I I actually like the Suns over the Lakers, and I'm a Lakers fan. But like, I feel like the Suns have more to prove because with that new core they have with KD and Book, and even though uh, Bradley Beal's injured, they have a little bit more to prove because they haven't won shit yet. So I think they have, they're going to be actually trying to win something. So that's why I got the Suns taking. So you have the Suns then also over the Pelicans. Oh yeah, the, the Pelicans, not real, not real. Yeah, okay. But the, Pacers, but the Pacers no. are kind of real in this okay. tournament. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, I'm also going to pick the Suns. I think the Lakers have already beaten them twice this year, um, and I don't. It, someone's always been hurt on the Suns, which is a problem we talked about at the beginning of the season, and it is somewhat coming to fruition. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to go Suns all the way. I think they also beat the Pelicans. Um, so then I may have forgotten these and please correct me if I'm wrong. So James, we'll start with you. So your Eastern conference in season tournament is Pacers and then they're taking on the Suns. Yeah. Okay. And then who is your first IS? They keep calling it IST and that really annoys me for no reason, but, uh, <laughs> who's your first in season tournament champion? My first ISTC is yeah, Pacers. Uh, Traden, you also picked the Pacers, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have Pacers, Lakers yes. in this. And then who's your tournament champ? Your your Lakers will win. Okay, I like that. Uh, Tyler, you have the same matchup, Pacers, Lakers. Are you picking the same thing? I am. Copy paste what Traden just said. <laughs> Sorry to be. Sorry. Okay. Um, I have Buck Suns, which is different. Because everyone else picked the Pacers and I wanted to be different. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Suns. You know, why not? I have no idea. Um, most likely now probably the Pelicans are gonna win because we've now this is just how Pelicans Pacers. We talk so much. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Pelicans Pacers, and Tyler is gonna watch every minute of that game for <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Well, anyway, we'll just uh actually we won't discuss it next week because I think I'm hosting, but then season tournament's been fun. The uh, we're still going through the jerseys. We will get to the next round of those in a second. I'm really glad we decided not to um, rate the courts because that's just too much. Um, so good on that. But I think so far the tournament has been a success. Um, maybe we'll think about it and talk about it again during the off season if we have some time to kind of uh, let it let it settle a little bit. But moving on to the next topic, um, I'm going to give you guys a little how it's made behind the scenes situation. 
the four of us text each other what we're going to discuss before the podcast starts. And I sent the thing. And obviously, we'd already talked about the in-season tournament. And I said, the number two topic is, are we worried about the Warriors? And Traden responded almost immediately and just said yes to number two. So, Traden, we're going to start with you. And I told you we were going to do this. The Warriors, uh, they're currently 9-11. and 11. They sit 11th in the Western Conference, which means they would be out of a even a play-in game. Um, obviously, it is still very early. But they're pretty much an even plus plus minus. Um, and they're three and seven in their last 10. Uh, and you, as you, as you mentioned, um, earlier got to see them up close and personal, uh, over the weekend. So is it time just like the Leafs, a lot of pressure on the Warriors, uh, different levels of success over the last 15 years or so for sure. But, um, you know, what's kind of your worry level on the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, luckily they've actually won. So the, the, the difference is quite different. Um, or the the the, the pressure is different. However, there is some pressure, especially when you talk to Golden State fans. I am terrified, you guys. I like my, my panic level is extremely, extremely high. I know that's crazy to say when you're talking about a uh, you know a Golden State team that has Steph Curry at the helm, um, and you and you still have you know Draymond Green. You 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 have CP when he's healthy. You have uh, Wiggins, who's been solid when he's in the lineup. Um, Moses Moody's looking good. Uh, you, you, you have, you have players that are, that are doing well, but in two instances this week, including one game against the Kings for the in-season tournament, uh, uh, ticket to the final, uh, eight, I guess, um, they choked away a 20 point lead twice now. Um, and it, and then that's coming off of a very strong first half. They, they just blow the doors off of the team in the first half. Uh, we, we saw that Kylie looks at me, she, she said to me when we were watching the game against the Kings, Oh my God, we've, they've scored, you know, 70 some points in the first half. I'm like, okay, yeah, finish the game. Now they did not finish the game. <laughs> they, they proceed to do the, almost the same thing. I think they almost scored 60 or I think they overscored, almost overscored, uh, scored over 60 in the, in the first half against the Clippers on Saturday, finish the game guys. And they don't finish the game. The offense dries up. Um, the difference between the the types of games is that there were tons of stupid um, mistakes and giveaways uh, in that Kings game, and 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 in this last one, they just got outscored and they just weren't able. Then this and the scoring drive in the second half, I am worried about this uh, this team's ability to find scoring away from Steph. I I, I Steph dr- Steph dried up in the second half, and there was no one dropping anything. Um, their defense is was not was not up to snuff, and I know it's the Clippers, and on paper they're they should be an incredible team, but. You cannot give away 20 point leads multiple times in a week. And it seems like par for the course for this team the last two seasons now. Uh, and it's catching up to them. You know, the biggest part that I have the biggest worry about among all of it, look at the teams in front of them now. Besides the Houston Rockets, who I don't really worry about them, the Clippers, I, I think on paper, they should be a lot better than they are. And they're, and they're starting to figure it out. That's a worry. The Pelicans, I know that they're, they, that you can call them fake, but they're, they are moving in the right direction. They're, they, they have a lot of depth on that team. And that is a problem. I think, I think my buddy said that off the bench, the Pelicans scored 12, uh, 20 some points, um, or, or their, their last guy scored 12 points in a, in a game. Like that, if that, if your last guy off the bench is scoring 12, what the f- like? You're in a world of hurt if you don't have any any depth. Uh, the Lakers are the Lakers. Dallas looks a lot better. Sacramento Kings are good. Phoenix Suns are good. De- Denver Nuggets are good. OKC is great, and Minnesota is great. There are so many teams now that are too fucking good now, and the 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 Warriors have been passed. They're done. They're cooked. They're at this point. I think that I think that 
Uh, I would be shocked if they made it into the playoffs. They may make it into a play-in tournament, but uh, and that might be enough to get them in um, if they, you know, if they win a couple games. I don't think they have the the um, the lungs and the and the ability to keep it going un- unless they have a fully healthy roster. We saw what happens when a couple of them are down, and that's see, that's, and we're talking about Chris Paul being down, and the team looked different, especially in the second half. Curry looks great at times, but then when he smothered, he smothered, and he looked tired in the second half. He's running, he's running more than anybody else away from away from coverage. It, I am so, so freaking worried about this team. And, um, and, and a lot of it is just the fact that all these other teams have, have caught up guys. Yeah. I mean, trading, uh, that's a very good point. A lot of these teams are playing a lot better than we expected. Um, and I think we, we discussed this during the previews too, is the warriors feel very top heavy. And like things have to go very right for them. And if they're, I mean, it's similar to a lot of teams, to be fair. And if injuries and unfortunately suspensions, like we've talked about, affect them, they don't have that. They're not as that dominant, dominant team that we saw in the middle 2010s as they want, you know, as they like they currently are put together. So there's less margin of error for them. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it giving up. 20 point leads it happens twice in a week is pretty brutal um but james as obviously a non-warriors fan um you know what is your but as a basketball fan what is your kind of level of concern uh for this warriors team it's it's like a six out of ten right now it's it's not that high for me because i think that the main issue at hand is solvable and i think that the main issue at hand right now is i think that steve kerr late in the games plays too political he wants to make sure his his old heads or the guys on the team that's been there the longest get what they want as opposed to what the team needs. Like you can't be having clay out there and have him expect to have a 20 ball every single night. Cause he's not that guy anymore. And he's out here telling reporters, I earned that. That's I res- You guys didn't respect me. Cause I did this five years ago. All right, man, cool. Time moves on. Father time is undefeated. You're not that 20 point score that can make a bucket on command anymore. When it's clutch time and I need a bucket, it's not going to be you. So why are you in the game? Same thing with Wiggins. Like Wiggins is out of shape, slow, looks disinterested. And I, I really like Wiggins. I'm a huge fan of him. But this season, he's not him. He misses a lot. He doesn't hustle. He doesn't look like he wants to play ball. And you have some guy like Moses Moody out there who, uh, one of these games this week, he was on fire. He put up eight straight points. And then with the last two minutes, Steve Kerr takes him out and puts in Wiggins. Why? Why are you going to take the guy with the hot end out the game because you want to put Wiggins there and make him happy? Nah, bro, that ain't cool. You got to rely on those young guys more, especially as the time goes on, as the game goes on, because these old heads can't run no more. Dre's not going to run a full 40. It ain't happening. Neither is Clay. Clay can barely make 28 minutes a game. Like, you got to trust Moses Moody. You got to trust Kuminga. GP2 even. Put him out there. Get your guys some rest. It's a simple fix. Your offense rides up in the second half because you guys are tired. Because they're old. The only guy that has the stamina to be out there is Steph Curry. And even he's getting tired now because he's getting run off screens. That's what's happening. Steve Kerr got to make a simple decision. You're going to have to piss off those bets. If you want to win and those bets know it, be like Russ with the Clippers. He was like, I'll come off the bench for the betterment of the team. I mean, Clay, Clay doesn't demand that respect anymore, man. I'm sorry. I respect Clay, but like, he's not the guy that you want out there for the last 10 minutes of the game, even at this point. He's not. Do you think Steve Kerr will make that 
change? Do you think he will change it or do you think it will stay political? If they can, if they are, if they continue losing, he'll have to. So, because something's got to change or else he loses his job. But if they're kind of middling at this 500 mark, he won't because his seat's not hot enough. Okay. Yeah. Steve Kerr is probably other than maybe Popovich and Spolstra, the, your team can kind of do whatever and you're probably not going to get fired because you're Steve Kerr and you have a lot of championships and a lot of success. But, uh, Tyler, obviously the Warriors, um, you know, they squeaked by the Kings in the first round last year, the playoffs, and then lost to the Lakers. Um, honestly, they really all barely got by the Kings. I mean, what is your kind of worry for them moving forward? Um, you know, trading as a Warriors fan is feeling, uh, stressed James less. So where are you on this scale? Yeah, I'm a little more closer to how James feels about the Warriors than but Traden, although I understand Traden's um, worry meter, um, especially as a fan of them. I think you it's 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 easy to be a little bit more critical than some some others. Um, I think looking at the season we have right now, I think the biggest, you know, <clears throat> thing that stands out is especially the over the over this past month or so, um, where they've, they've kind of struggled, they they cannot be good teams. I mean, they've they've lost to the Kings, the Suns, the Thunder twice, the uh Timberwolves twice. The Cavaliers twice and the and, and the Nuggets. The only wins they have are the, against the the Clippers, who are as Trayton kind of mentioned, starting to figure out a little bit. So they're kind of on the teeter of that good slash bad, and then they've beaten the Spurs, Rockets, and Pistons, which are you know definitely not some of the better the better teams. So um, they're not competitive and they're not winning against great teams, which is a definitely a concern. But it's also very easy to put a microscope on this part of the season and say you know and kind of make that your judgment of what this Warriors team can be. Um, I still think that they're, you know, have a lot of world-class players in the team, a, a world-class coach. There's going to have to be changed. They're going to have to tweak things. Um, I don't see the Warriors as a, a top team in the West, but I definitely think that, you know, they're still a playoff contender at this point. Um, just going through a kind of a little bit, a bit of a rough patch right now. So moderate worry, you know, all the points that, the, that that everyone's made are are valid. I think, you know, there's stuff in older team. You see a lot of these teams like the Timberwolves and, and and Thunder that are, you know, kind of this new wave of young talent that's really taken over that that conference. Um, I think that's very much true. I think that's definitely the field and the and the battle that the Warriors are are gonna be facing. But you know, it, it's really hard to look at this team as assembled and all that talent experience and expect them to just a fold. I don't think that I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I still expect them to at least be somewhere between the seven and ten seed. Um, I mean, San Antonio is awful. Memphis, I don't. I mean, they'd have to have a monumental comeback. Portland's terrible. Utah's terrible. Houston has been a fun story, but I don't think this is sustainable. But to be honest, looking at the rest of the teams above them in the conference, like Trade and said. I like Minnesota better. I like OKC. I mean, Denver, obviously. Phoenix, if healthy. Sacramento, Dallas, Lakers, Pelicans, Clippers. Like, the West is crazy. Like, the West has four really bad teams, a lot of real, a lot of really good teams, and then, like, five also very good and also sometimes not so good teams. So, like, I still expect them to make it, but they're not a team where, you know, they're going to go... 16 and one in the playoffs anymore. I, I think I'm at the point where it's like, I'd be shocked if they get past the first round. I just think there are too many younger teams, hungrier teams that are just, but you never know. It's also hard to count out Steph and the Warriors. So, um, 
Traded. I hope for your sake at least it gets a little bit better because uh, you know I want your I want your teams to succeed except for the Oilers apparently. Which again, I am so sorry I keep picking against them. <laughs> um, okay, we are moving on to the Southeast Division in the um, what do we call this? The Jersey situation, and we are starting. Can you guys see this? By the way, yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. We are starting in the ATL. The Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and I said ATL because that's what the front of the jersey looks like. It has an A and a T and an L. Uh, and kind of like a grayish color, I guess. The jersey itself is black. Um, and then kind of a tan, a tan number um uh, just under the L in the ATL, and then blue tan kind of black up and down the sides, and then on the back, just the number five and there and the uh the name of the player um in this instance it's Yante Murray. Uh Traden, let's start with you, mostly because your name's the first on my list over here. Uh the ATL, the Atlanta Hawks. What do you think about this jersey? Yeah. The color scheme's cool. Um it just kind of remind like it, it just is a little bit bleh. I mean like I said, I I've I've said this multiple times. I want to see a little bit more fun. Um I think Tyler's gonna have an aneurysm because the na- the the name is underneath the number. He already knows. He's already he's already he's already shaking his head or nodding his head. Uh uh, they're fine. I wouldn't buy this. Um, five eight. Yep, I feel that. Uh, all right, Tyler, how's your brain? Aneurysm time or yeah, a little bit of aneurysm time. Um, yeah, the name under the number that's a, always a huge uh, points against for me. Um, and then I think another thing I don't like is the lowercase letters on any jersey. Like I just think that's never really a good look. Any any sports franchise that does it on jersey, I just it it just. I hate that too. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bad trend. The only thing that's kind of saving these, I do love the color scheme on this. The color scheme is really cool, so that gives a little bit of a bump. But everything else about it, I don't like, so I'm gonna give it like a four and a half. Four and a half. Uh, Hames. Uh, I agree with Tyler in the fact that lowercase doesn't look great on this. It reminds me of starting to write a book for some reason. Like even the font was like book like. <laughs> um, and when I'm watching basketball, I don't want to read a book. Hence why I'm watching basketball. All right. Uh, James, typically you start with a book with a capitalized letter, but, you know, we'll go past (laughs) that. Uh, I don't don't know. (laughs) As I said last time, the name under the number does not bother me as much. I just don't care about that. Um, I kind of like these ones. I think the color scheme looks good. Um, People call Atlanta ATL or ATL all the time. So at least that one makes sense. I can't remember what jersey it was we were talking about. Memphis. What? Memphis. Well, yeah, that one. But there's one that had like, oh, it was it was the like Pittsburgh something. It just said Berg on it. And we're like, no one calls oh, it Berg. That was the Pirates. Pirates jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And we're like, who calls it the Berg? Uh <laughs> Anyway, I I like this one. I I it is it's clean, which is something I think we discuss a lot that I that we re, like as a collective group really enjoy. So I'm going to give it a six point five. Um, I really like it. I don't know if I would buy it, but I think it looks uh, looks pretty good. Moving on to the Orlando Magic, uh, I think they they tried to go off one of the best jerseys ever, according to my suggestion with on Tyler's thing a couple weeks ago. Uh kind of a dark, wouldn't really call it a navy, kind of like a bluish gray kind of background color. It says Orlando across the front. The second O in Orlando is a star. 
And then the number four, there are some pinstripes, but they're a little more muted. So maybe we'll see what James's thoughts are on that name above the number for Tyler. We really got to get a trade in specific thing on these NBA jerseys, <laughs> but um, Tyler, we'll start with you. The Orlando magic city connection Jersey. Um, they do kind of are, are similar to those ones that we discussed on the tournament of champions a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's, I kind of like these actually, I think, you know, the, you, you can kind of look at the color scheme and be like, it's kind of boring and it's kind of, it's basically like three tone gray kind of deal, but it's almost like you're looking at, you know, like a, like a black and white image of it, which is kind of cool. Like I, I kind of think that's a kind of a cool idea. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's kind of what I think of it. Um, and I like the star as the O, um, in the logo. I think that, I think that that's a really cool touch. Um, I like, I think, I think the fonts are cool. Um, so I think, I think this is a cool, unique Jersey. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to give it a seven, 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 James thoughts. There are pinstripes kind of, but you can't see them as much. Does that yeah, matter? I don't, I don't mind the pinstripes on this one because <laughs> you can't see them that much, but I have to disagree with Tyler with the color. Like Orlando is a good blue and they just grayscale the fuck out of this thing. Like it <laughs> looks, it looks dead. Like it's Orlando magic. It should be magical. But instead I get like, eh, vibes out of it. Like, I don't mind the way it looks. I just don't like the color scheme. <laughs> uh, because of that, I'm, I think I'm going to give us a six flat. Six flat. Okay. Uh, Traden, what are your thoughts? This is better. This is better. I like the star. I like, I like, uh, you did something with it. Um, the color scheme is, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I actually think it's fine. Uh, I do like their regular blue better. I do admit that, but um, you know, it, it, it's a little bit more muted. It's a, it, it's, it's grayed out. And I, and I, and I'm a big fan of like uh, gray tones. Um, the star is nice. The, the, uh, the, the, the font is good. Uh, I'm going to give these a solid, I'm going to give these a solid seven, one, seven, one. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I think I wish they were a little more bonkers like the nineties magic jerseys that we, again, like we discussed a couple of weeks ago, it is a little gray wash. Like I, I'm curious about how it looks on the, on the court. Um, I have not seen it on the court if I'm being completely honest. But I like that they put the star in there. At least they're doing something to try to make it fun. Um, I I do like these jerseys. Um, and just because the Magic are playing well, I'm going to bump them up a half point for that. So that means they get a 6.8. Uh, so good for you, Orlando Magic. Uh, moving on to uh, the Miami Heat. I don't know how I feel about this one. I guess we'll see how the boys feel. Uh, it says it's black and it says heat culture on the front. Uh, uh, the word heat is half as big as the word culture. Uh, the heat is in their kind of normal red color with a little flame coming off the top of the T cultures in like a grayish something, which in the, the like lettering looks like it has cracks in it. And then on the back, Tyler name above the number, uh, James, we'll start with you. Heat culture. <laughs> there's too many words in the front of this one guys uh i like books but i don't like books and uh and basketball <laughs> as you guys have realized by now why why culture i don't know why is it cracked i don't know how why is culture bigger than heat when you are playing for the miami heat not the miami cultures is another question of mine uh the number is cool uh four eight <laughs> okay uh trading yeah um <laughs> I would have liked them to to not stick with this color scheme. I like when they do the the pink and blue thing, the vice thing. Uh, I know they've done that before, but you could have done some fun stuff with that. Done another fun thing with it. What's with culture? 
Like, I, I, first of all, it says heat culture, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's how I read it. Uh, it. It's fucking stupid. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a four, eight. It's just, it's just, like the culture actually brings it down. I would have gave it a five for being okay, but like the culture's stupid. All right. Uh, Tyler, both James and Traden have set a 4.8. Do you agree exactly with them or are you a little different? Well, I'm going to talk myself through what my score is here. I think my okay. thoughts on this, I, I like the colors. Actually, I think I think kind of the dark gray and the red is cool. Um, yeah, the culture is weird. It feels like I'm missing something. Like, is there some sort of heat culture deal going on? Also, why would there be... Like, you don't want cracks in your culture, right? So that's just kind of visually like a weird thing you're trying to say i don't know that's just weird to me so yeah and the heat on top of it it's just it's, it's really weird looking in the front i it, it's just off i don't like it colors are great um but yeah the, the front is just really weird so that, that's bringing it down for me i'm gonna go i'm gonna give it a little bit shit i think four eight's actually really solid so i'm gonna go four eight too i think that's a, i think that's a really accurate score for what this is okay <laughs> Uh, just so everyone knows the heat culture thing is just what the, it's been something the Miami heat have said for the last, maybe like six years or so. That's just, they're like, we're heat culture. We work hard. We blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, who fucking cares? Everyone works hard in, well, most people work hard in the NBA to get to what they, they're professional athletes. Like you don't just. Also, like every sports team has a culture, like it's not unique. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. weird that they just and put it on. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's stupid. The heat culture thing. We're guys. We're going four eight across the board. Um, <laughs> this is the most just silly jersey. Honestly, you could have done yeah, like traded mentioned better colors. You could have even done something like Cuban related, as obviously Miami has such a huge Cuban population. We've complained about this constantly. Just go big on these jerseys. Like, go for it. Um, there are some coming up, maybe not this week, but in a couple of weeks that have. So be patient with us. Moving on, second to last jersey, the Charlotte Hornets. Bright teal. Says Buzz City across the front. And then just the number, uh, in this instance, number three. Kind of blocky number, I think would be a good way to describe it. James is having a visceral reaction. <laughs> um, and then down the side, almost like a dude, I don't even know, like a Sherbert green down the side with kind of like yellowish trim. Um, James, we're going to start with you, even though it, it should be traded because he's wearing the matching color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, your reaction was too good to pass up. So let's start with you. I mean, it's just, it's stupid, but Buzz City, like, I like it. It works with the Hornets. Buzz, buzz, right? But I automatically think of SpongeBob. And I think that's because of Eric. And these oh. shit. Buzz, buzz. Like, every single time, man. So when I hear that, I think of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> this color actually doesn't... I don't hate it. The Sherbert green oh. thing on the side, I hate. But the main color, not bad. Okay. I don't like the blocky numbers. I think it looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, Outside of that, like this, this is not terrible. I like the fact that they have Buzz City instead of Hornets because that kind of makes sense. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 6.2. 6.2. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, Traden is wearing, uh, I would call that teal, maybe sea, sea foam blue. I don't fucking know. Somebody tell me what colors are. Traden, what are your thoughts on, on this? Dude, you look great in this I shirt. I like that. I like that, this jersey. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's cool. 
it's it, you know they Alex they went for it this time you know the the colors are kind of out there the Buzz City is funny like that's that it's not stupid it's it's fun um, I, I know that it has two words so James I'm surprised you still gave it a six because you're almost reading a book on the jersey again but hey that's fine uh, <laughs> um, you know what I love the color scheme I love the I love I really like these guys I'm gonna give these a seven eight seven point eight uh. James might have said something in the chat. Can't read it. Yes, I did see that as well. Um, to add to this, if you guys want to change your uh, thing, right above the like official NBA just bullshit, it does say the hive is alive. Very small. There's no way you'd be able to see that on the court. I don't know if that changes your guys' opinions, but Tyler, what do you think about Buzz City? I love Buzz City. This is this is this is a really cool jersey. I think I think the colors are cool. Uh, they're 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 different. They pop. I don't hate the block letters or or numbers. Yeah. And yeah, Buzz City nailed that. I mean, this is a this would be a great shirt to wear when you're on a lake in the summer and you're drinking. Like that is amazing. And I know that's probably not what Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, maybe a little pontoon boat or whatever. What the fuck? But anyway, um, I think. It's awesome for me. This is this is great. Okay. I think it checks all the boxes. I'm gonna go eight seven on this one. Eight seven. I agree. I think this jersey's great. I like the green on the side. Uh, I know James doesn't like it, but I don't care. Um, and uh, yeah, Buzz City. It works. I think the lettering of Buzz City looks good. I'm kind of iffy on the numbers, and maybe it'd be different if we weren't looking at a Terry Rose uh, or Rosie or whatever number three, and it was like a different number than just the number three, but I like them. I think they went for it. They definitely would pop on, on the court, especially against some of these other uh, more muted jerseys. So I'm into him. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I do really like these ones. And then last but not least, the Washington wizards, Tyler's team. All right. Just stick with me here. And I hope you just look this up because it can be really hard to explain just visually. Across the front, it very prominently says district, but in the middle of the D, there's a little red the. So it says the district. And then in another, it's kind of similar color, it says of Columbia. So it does say the district of Columbia. Then with the number underneath, uh, on the top half um, where your titties would be, it's a much darker black. And then the bottom half is a little bit gray. And then along the neckline, it's kind of a... Uh, like a burnt orangish type color that's like textured. And then along the uh, arms at the shoulders, that same color, but it fades kind of harshly, I guess, into uh, another like seafoam green type color along the back uh, number or uh, name at at the top 33. And then it does the little red line that separates the two colors does come all the way around which was part of the issue with the Sacramento Kings jerseys from last week is the little side sash did not happen on the backside. So we'll see if that changes. Tyler, we're going to come at right, come right back to you. We know you love the Washington wizards. Uh, so thoughts on the district of Columbia and don't give extra points. Cause it's Kyle Kuzma's Jersey that we're showing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, at first, this first time I've seen these um, a little conflicted on it. Um, the color scheme is different. It's it's cool. I don't really get it. Also, great job on describing that so people listening that kind of get a Thanks. good visual. That was that was this is a really tough jersey to describe with words. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
I do like the District of Columbia part. I think that's cool with the DC thing. Even if it's just district, I think I think that pops and it looks good. Obviously, it's kind of hard to t- see the whole thing, but I think putting the District of Columbia on a jersey would look super busy. So I think considering they put it that all on it, still made it look clean and concise is pretty impressive. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about that diagonal line down the middle. I'm a little bit kind of 50-50 on that. So I think some good here, some bad here. Solid. I like what they were trying to go for. I'm going to give it a 6-6. Six, 6-6. Six. Six, six. Okay. Traden, what are your thoughts on the District of Columbia? Awesome. These are fantastic. Uh, they they dug into the 1700 vibe of, of when our country was kind of you know formulated, especially our, our capital, uh, capital city. Uh, the patina vibe going with the with the bronze and the and the the teal, I guess you could say, is is really cool. This this it, this I look at this, I think of I think of the I think of the Washington area. This is a connection to the the city, uh, the District of Columbia. Um, the, the the font is fantastic. The color scheme is great with the red and the bronze. Like I said, the patina look. These are fantastic, fantastic jerseys for what they, they nailed the, the intention. They had fun with it and it's, it doesn't look absolutely stupid. And Tyler, I agree with you in that it would have been really busy if they would have kept the Columbia large. It's really cool to just see the district. And then when you're close, you still see it of Columbia. It's fantastic. Um, these are an eight, three, eight, three. Okay. Uh, James, are you more on the trade and hype train or the Tyler chug chug train? <laughs> uh i think i'm more than trading thing here um first off books there's a lot of going on there i do like the colors and even though it's teal or seafoam blue slash green whatever that is i like that on this jersey it works really well with the gray and that rust thing i like the asymmetricalness they got going on and the numbers they reminds me of emperor new groove i don't know why but then that's what it reminds me of and that was a good memory for me so i'm giving this a seven nine okay I did not expect Emperor's New Groove to come up in this conversation. So <laughs> I thank you for that. <laughs> um, I Traden and I are on the same wavelength with a lot of these jerseys where we want to see them do something, and they did it. Like this is nothing like their normal jerseys. I think these are great. Uh, I think the way the word "the" sits in the middle of the D on District is great. I agree where if it had said District of Columbia, all of that and much bigger lettering, that would have been way too much. I think the colors look great. The the horse or the vert or not vertical, the diagonal red line is just like ant eh for me. But I do generally like these. Um I, I'm gonna give them an 8.6. Um I would buy one of these, even though the wizards are just atrocious at basketball this year. <laughs> um all right, that ends that little segment. We have the central in the Atlantic coming up. Um, and then we do need to get into the marquee matchups really quickly. Uh, James and myself went one and two last week. Tyler went two and one trade in. Oh, for three. Not oh my God. <laughs> oh, for three. My dude. Uh, so unfortunately trade in, you are slowly going downhill, but there's still plenty of time. Uh, you are five and 11, which is I said that about fantasy football. Not great. Uh, yeah, but I believe in you. Uh, so you are five and 11. James is a solid 508 and eight. And then Tyler and I are tied at 10 and six. Um, I forgot what teams I chose. So please hold on. Uh, okay. We, the, honestly, this is a tough week because so many of the in-season tournament games are affecting the schedule. Uh, but 
we have the Orlando Magic taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, James, we'll start with you. Cavs. Cavs. Uh, Ty? Magic. Magic traded. Cavs. Cavs. All right. I'm also going to go. I'm going to go Magic. I don't know. I'm kind of in on them. I feel like they've been playing really well. So I'm going to go Magic. Uh, moving on. The Nuggies at the Clippers. Uh, Nuggets good. Clippers up and down. Uh, Tyler, Nuggies, Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers here. Okay. Uh, Traden? Nuggets. Nugs. James? Picking Nuggets, bro. <laughs> I'm also going to go Nuggets. Um, I feel like they're just too good. And then Hawks at 76ers. Traden? 76ers. Uh, Ty? Billy. Right, that was good. Uh, James. The only Philly team I really like, Sixers. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really wish it was Sixers Warriors. We could do a little San Francisco Philly thing again. Um, but it's not. Uh, I'm also going to go Sixers, which really doesn't help anyone move up or down any any fashion. But who cares? Uh, James, that's all I got. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Another great one. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but in return, Tournament of Champions is back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I know you guys have been missing it because Tyler was hosting last week, but it's back with jerseys, and we're talking about NFL which, by the way, is pretty much just colors and stuff because there's no real words or logos on the jerseys itself. So here we go. Tell it's all you. Yes, uh, we are taking on the NFL in the Tournament of Champions this week. James uh, selected his five nominees that we'll go through first, and then the rest of us each added our one. Um, so let's get right into it, and we'll get regular average scores here at the end. James, your first nominee was the 1980 Miami Dolphins Um Road ones, which I believe are the teal ones, correct? No, the white ones. Oh, the white ones. Oh, shit. This is why we asked. So this database kind of has all of them. So, But because they're more specific, we are specifically talking about the white ones. So James, why did you pick the Miami Dolphins road whites? So, I mean, when you see this jersey, you automatically think of Dan Marino. That's just what happens. You think of Dan Marino, you think of these jerseys, you think of these jerseys, you think Dan Marino. It's I like the all-white look. I like how crisp it is, and it, it's pretty simplistic and modern for its time. It's really the only time I like a teal thing on a jersey, except for we talked about last uh, segment. I like teal on basketball, but it's okay. When we're talking about football, teal on football jerseys, I'm a fan of this. I like the fact that it's white with the teal on the numbers and also the orange outline. So I like how clean, crisp, and concise this is. And I thought it was ahead of its time, being that it's in the 1980s. Uh, I'm going to give this like an 8.6. An 8.6 from James for the Dolphins. Why is my computer being slow? There we go. Okay. Uh, Alex, what do you got on these? Yeah, I do like these ones. Um, it, I agree with these. These just make me think of those Dan Marino Dolphins, even though that was long before I was born. Um Oh, man, the football ones are hard. Are we including the helmet as part of the? Yes. the yeah, app? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the, the whole helmet deal. is the helmet is pretty iconic. So that's gonna thank you for uh, letting me know that. I'm gonna agree with James. Eight point six. Yeah, eight six bucks. Well, trading. I I really like these. I think they're I think they're a classic classic jersey. Um, the low. I actually like this logo better than their current logo. I just, I just think it's a better logo. <laughs> I really do, and it has that kind of. Uh, 
these are from the seventies, right? Uh, or 1980s. So it has that kind of vibe. Um, I'm going to give these a nine, even a nine flat from trade and one of my favorites. Yeah. These are ones that the NFL was fun to look at for me. Um, I actually thought there was a lot of really, really good, uh, uniforms overall. And the Miami dolphins is one that I think is kind of under underrated. I think even t- their current jerseys are actually pretty cool too, but yeah, I mean, these, White ones from the eighties are kind of the classics. Um, kind of really put the Miami Dolphins on the map. Um, so I'm going to go eight and a half on these. Uh, really, really solid. The colors, you know, as much as I don't like orange, um, this is one of the few exceptions where there's a lot of there's some orange in it that I actually do like, um, which is a, which says a lot because uh, you know you guys know how much I hate that color. Um, all right, moving on to James's second nominee, the New Orleans Saints. Um. Sorry, my thing's being a little bit slow here, so bear with me. Uh, James, you wanted the, the... Which one specifically here? The bottom right. <laughs> so this one, it's going to be a pretty much all-white jersey going on here. Uh, but I like the fact that it's gold on the numbers and with a black outline. And the reason why I like this so much is because in football, you don't really get that much flashiness out of it. But what you do get is this crispness of the white contrasted with that kind of gold and yellow that they got going on the number and that, that that's like very nola-esque like when you think mardi gras you think of kind of flashy and this is as flashy as it really gets for football because you don't get those cool like colors you don't get those cool logos or anything that happen in every other sport you get this instead and i like the fact that i needed to put some like a present jersey on there because it couldn't all be throwbacks but i just love how modern it is and it's sleek and it, like it makes Jameis winston look like an adequate football player when he wears his jersey <laughs> So I like that. I'm giving this a nine, 8.9. 8.9 from James Traden. Um, I like these. I, I like these a lot. They're, they're, they're a classic look. Um, the gold with the white and, and the black accents is, is great. The low, I mean, the logo is, is so, you know, recognizable. Um, I, I, lo- I love these. I think that, I think they definitely scream New Orleans. Um, uh, I, I'm going to give them an eight, eight, five. Eight five and Alex. I yeah, I've always liked the Saints jerseys. Um, the Florida Lee is obviously a pretty iconic um, logo for them. I kind of like the bonkers ones above the the ones you're currently showing with the black and the gold. Personally, just because like New Orleans is a bonkers place, and I like that those are kind of crazy. Um, so I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna go seven 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 seven. Yeah, I um the the white the white all white jerseys with with that gold is a really good look. Um I agree with everything you're saying, but I do definitely think like the Saints have some of the best jerseys I think in in football currently. Um but those all black ones with the gold to me are like one of my favorites. Like there was definitely one of the ones that I almost picked. Um so just to like I'm comparing it to that. So I'm going to go a little bit lower as well. Those are the white ones that you picked James are not my favorite Saints jerseys, but they are still very clean and I do like them a lot. They're a very solid jersey. So I'm going to go seven and a half for me. Um, very good, but just not quite one of my favorites. Um, moving on, James, to your third nominee, the Dallas Cowboys home jerseys from way back in the 1960s. What we got? So this one, it's pretty simple. Again, white pants. You got the Dallas Cowboys blue, but this Dallas Cowboys blue back then is darker than the blue they have now, which I really enjoy. And the fact that they have that star thing on the shoulder pads is something that's different as well. Um, I like the kind of fading, not really fading, but the cutoff of the white and the blue on the shoulder pads itself. Because when the shoulder pads fit it, it looks better. Right now, when it's just 
kind of sitting there. It looks trashy. But when it's on a jersey and they just wore it like a couple years ago on a throwback day, it looked really good on the field, on a player. And I, I liked how simple it is. As you can tell, I like simplicity. I like modern. I like crisp. I like clean. And this is exactly what it's defining. And even, at, like I said, in the 1960s when this came out, that's pretty cool to have that going on then. And of course, you're just going to have the star on, on, the, on the helmet because that's what they do. It's just the Dallas Cowboys have stars. Uh, I'm going to give this a nine flat. Nine flat from James. Alex. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I agree with everything James just said. I like the darker blue than what they have now. Um, and the stars on the shoulder pads are, it's, I don't know why they still don't have those. That's sweet. They should still have those. Um, so I'm going to agree with everything James just said and including the score. Nine flat. Nine flat from Alex. Uh, Trade. Yeah, it's a clean look. Um, I like it. Um, I, I don't absolutely love it, but I do like the, um, the shoulder, the shoulder thing. That is a lot different than what you see. Um, for that reason, I'll give it an eight, three and eight, three for trade. Yeah. I think I like these better than their current ones. Um, I just think sometimes it's weird. I usually tend to like gray, but for reason, for whatever reason on the Dallas Cowboys, it just doesn't work great. Um, so I kind of like kind of the more blue, darker blue and the white. Um, I think it's a much more simple, clean look as, as you mentioned, James, um, sorry, on the shoulder, as, as you guys all mentioned, is really good. Eight and a half for me, really good, solid Jersey, uh, certainly better than I think what they currently have. Um, also fuck the Cowboys just had to say that, uh, which brings me to the next nominee, the Philadelphia Eagles from the nineties, James, what we got. So we got the Kelly green jerseys on this one, straight up Kelly green. It's iconic. Whenever you, like oh, they wore it a couple times this year, and it's a beautiful jersey all the way through. Uh, it's, it has silver pants on it, which is a little different. But they have Kelly Green stripes on the pants, which is really cool. And the socks also have stripes, which is again Kelly Green. The Eagles logo on the, on the sleeves is really nice, as well as the helmet with the with the wings on it. That that's what makes it for me. It's the that Kelly Green with the with the helmet and that lo- the wings on the helmet. I love that. I'm giving this a nine point five. 9.5 from James Traden. Yeah, these are fantastic. Um, and and I like that they've kind of had a few throwback games with them this this year. Uh, the 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 uh, the the wings on the helmet are fantastic, um, and the green is just it's it's the right green that I love to see. Uh, I'm going to give these a nine two. These are great. Nine two, Alex. Yeah, um, I tried to pick this one as mine, and James stole it. And I think my direct text back to you, Tyler, was "God, fuck that guy." Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna agree. Uh, I'm going nine point eight. I think this is the best jersey in the NFL all time. So nine point eight. Yeah, I I agree with you guys, and I'm not trying to. I'm trying to be as unbiased possible. I'm super pumped that they brought these jerseys back, and even in today's modern look, they look phenomenal. As I mentioned, with like the, the the gray pants not looking great on the Cowboys, it looks so good on the Eagles here. Um, I think they do a, ph- a phenomenal job with it. I wouldn't be surprised if these jerseys get so much of a uh, of momentum that they might kind of switch back a little bit, maybe more modern take on these on this Kelly Green look. I think that Kelly Green has always been a fan favorite, um, and I think I I think it looks better than their current green that they have now. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna put a nine nine six for me. Just a phenomenal jersey all all the way around, and yeah, I'm. They just look so great. Um, James, your final nominee was, of course, the San Francisco 49ers. Throwback, whites. 
Oh, yeah. we got. So it's the far right one. So it's all white. And if you know me so far, like I like crisp, I like clean, I like modern. And this is just clean, just straight up clean. It's all white from top to bottom with some red, some red stripes on the uh, on the shoulders. And the number isn't red, but it also has some black shadow- shadowing. Uh, these jerseys debuted in the 90s, I believe. And whenever this, like the numbers and the blocks behind it, the block numbers are very 90s-esque. And even with the, the helmet that they have on, the gold helmet, it works really well with the white. It makes the white pop. You see this on a football field for Sunday Night Football or something, it looks beautiful. This is as good as it gets from you guys. This is my favorite jersey of all time. And seeing my favorite team play in it, amazing. I'm giving this a 9-9. 9.9. Nine. Nine uh, Alex? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The Niners jerseys have never done it for me. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Um, I've always liked the the red and the gold when they wear them all together a little bit better than the all whites. Um, I don't really have a reasoning. Um, but I do agree with James. I think these are crisp. I think they're clean. I like the way the the 11, this is the number we're looking at, pops off the, the jersey. Um, I'm going to give them an 8. Eight eight. <laughs> an eight eight from Alex Jaden. That's right. I got stuck. <laughs> yeah, these are these are gorgeous. These are great, gorgeous jerseys. They're just uh, you know, clean. Um, like James said, I, I like more color personally. So um, but that said, um, if you're looking for a clean look, this is this is the the creme de la creme. Um, love the gold helmet as usual and the and the classic logo. Uh we'll we'll, we'll go an eight, eight seven here. Eight point seven yeah for me of the of the two giants white jerseys i do like the white pants better um versus the one with with the gold pants i just think the all white from the jersey and the pants look good um yeah i, I agree I, I think the block lettering is is great I, I i think it pops i think i think it's really really good um overall like i said not not one of my favorites but certainly just a really good clean overall jersey so i'm gonna go eight and a half on this one as well um so currently after those five, um, by far the favorite so far is the Eagles, Kelly Green. Um, but let's go into our other nominees. Um, I'll start with mine first. I went with the Baltimore Ravens alternate all black. Um, I just think these ones are just gorgeous. I think these are such, they're just really, really cool jerseys. I think obviously, you know, the Baltimore Ravens are, you know, black, black and purple. They cut, they cut a lot of the purple, but there's still a little bit of a purple trim, but you know, the actual Raven in real life is an all black bird. And so they go all black with these jerseys. I think it's great. And for me, I remember seeing Ray Lewis in these uniforms with the black visor. It was like one of the most terrifying things you've ever seen on a football field ever. Um, so I think that these for me are just, these are awesome. Um, quite the opposite of James's um, taste in all whites. <laughs> um, but uh, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a 9.8 on these. I, I just love these ones so much. I think they're, they're great. And every time they, they wear, am I just going to switch channel and watch the Baltimore Ravens play football? Um, James, what do you got? I mean, I see what you, I, I respect it. I like all whites, I like all blacks. I do like the purple undertones on this. And I do have to agree that when you see Ray Lewis on the field with this, with the black visor, you're going to shit yourself because that man has killed somebody, probably. Just <laughs> never convicted for it. Uh, but I, I like this, man. I, I enjoy the way this looks. I enjoy it. It, it. Even though it's all black, it's still clean. Having one sheet of color all the way down is clean. It's like those color rush jerseys back in the day. Those were cool too. Uh, because of that, I'm going to give us an 8-7. 
8-7. Um, Alex? Yeah, I like these ones a lot as well. I think it helps that the Ravens... Well, one, I hope it helps that the Ravens are known for having scary defenses, and that just fits with the all-black jersey. The the Raven itself on the helmet, I've always thought, looked very, very cool and menacing, um, which I think is hard to do with a foot-tall bird. Um, so I'm, I'm into these. Um, I... Oh, what did I give the Niners one? Because I think as unbiased as possible, I think I like the clean Niners ones better. So I'm going to do eight five on this one. Eight five, Traden. Yeah, I love the black. Love the purple accents. Um, these are these are fantastic, um, and they are menacing, and they are and the, and that is a big thing. So uh, l- let me let me give him an eight uh, nine because I like color. I like I like the dark black look. Nine. All righty. Um, after that, the uh, the Eagles Hilly Greens are still in the lead. Uh, Alex, this is going to be your submission. The of course '90s because we have to have a '90s submission as always, and a, a '90s with some teal or purple. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uniforms. Alex, why'd you why'd you pick these? Uh, because you wouldn't let me pick the Kelly Green Eagles ones twice. <laughs> uh, and then I just started looking up like good ones, and this is the one that popped up, and it was one that kind of reminded me. And I was also curious about what James would think about the teal. So that was like 50% of why I picked this. But I do think the Jags logo on the all black helmet with the Jag looks fucking tight. And the fact that the tongue on the Jaguar is teal is bonkers. And I love that. And I think the Jaguar on the sleeves looks good. Um, And honestly, like the Jags in the 90s were terrible. And they're always terrible, except for kind of this year. And I don't know. I just thought these were kind of fun jerseys. They, it, I don't know. I'm getting old. Maybe I just reminisce my childhood. Um, I, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a nine flat. Trading. I like them. I, I definitely like them. I, I, I like their current jerseys more personally, um, but I like that logo. I, um, on that black helmet, that is really cool. Um, the, these, the, these are great. Um, I don't hate them at all. I think that, I think they're a great looking logo, uh, the uniform. Uh, I'll give him as eight flat. Eight flat from trading James. Yeah. I don't like teal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, it, the, the black helmet with the teal Jersey and then the white pants, like it doesn't really work at all. Uh, the only thing that really saves this one for me is the logo is the blue, is the blue tongue. Like that, that's what, that's what I like in this. Everything else is kind of, Eh, to me, there's there's no matching of colors. There's no, it doesn't look clean at all. It's just a mismatch of different shit put together, and now it's a jersey. Seven point two. Seven point two from James. Um, yeah, these are pretty cool. Definitely very very nineties looking. Um, which 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 I always appreciate. Um, I agree with what you guys are saying. I, I think the 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 logo on the helmet's great. Um, teal's cool overall. I like it. Eight point two for me. Um, so we got one left. Um, and this is Traden's submission submission. If you guys didn't know, Traden's a big Oilers guy, um, both in hockey and in football. Traden, you pick the uh Houston Oilers jerseys here. I'm assuming the blue ones or the white ones. Yep. Yep. Blue, the, blue ones. All right. Why'd you think? I mean the white ones are actually really clean. Um, I mean we'll, we'll we'll go, you know what? Actually, we'll go with the white ones because I actually I actually like the um it's a little bit too much color. So we'll, we'll, I I do like the white ones. The thing about these ones is I think, you know. 
it, they have splashes of that of that um of, of that powder blue that I really like, and then with the red, the red really pops with the white and the and the blue. The logo I think is fantastic. That in uh in, in oil in, in oil drilling rig like that is just something that is you know I, iconic for uh you know for for this for this team. Um, I also think they look fantastic on the field. I've seen some pictures and I really like them. Um, and I think the Tennessee Titans have actually um, kind of p- played in these types of style uh, before uh, recently and they looked really nice. I actually do like the blues as well. The blue on here looks a little bit weird compared to <laughs> compared to the field. So, but we won't, we won't count them. I do think the all white look is great with the blue, with the, with the accents here. Um, I, and I just really, love, really, really love the logo. So, uh, I'm going to give these an eight, uh, an eight, nine, eight, nine, uh, James. Uh, I like how you picked the all whites because that's clean. And I like the fact that the number is the blue number is kind of uh, shaded with the red to make that pop more. And the logo, man, the logo is iconic. It's their oilers. What are they doing? Drilling for oil. So you put an oil thing up there. Way to match it. That's fan. That's perfect. That's what you want. I like how the blue will ends up being on the sock on the all whites. So it had some color there. I'm going to give us an 8-7. An 8-7 for James and Alex. I like these ones a lot. Um, I like the blue ones better. I just, I think it's mostly just when I think of these, I mean, obviously, again, this is like kind of before before our time, but like when I think of the jerseys, that's the blue is the one I think of. Um, I like the logo on the helmet. I think it works with the numbers on both jerseys because they're both lined with red and the number pops either way. So shout out to them for that. And the socks, you know, bring out that same color. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight, seven as well. I really like these ones. I honestly also consider this as my submission. So I'm, yeah, I'm into them. Nice. Yeah. I like these a lot too. These are literally LMU colors. So I'm around these colors every day at work. Um, if, if we did have a football team, it would probably look pretty similar to this. Um, I, I'd love the logo on the helmet as, as well, trading. Um, and I, I, I like that the Titans are kind of, um, paying homage to that lately and kind of the throwback look. Um, yeah, just a really good, like the, the colors are great, kind of similar to what the Dolphins did, like kind of similar, just with different colors. Um, but, 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 but very well done, very clean. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give eight, eight on that for me. Um, and with that, um, by a pretty significant margin, uh, with an average score of nine and a half, the Philadelphia Kelly Green jerseys take the championship for the NFL. So that is our uh, consensus on the greatest NFL uniform of all time. So congratulations to the Eagles, at least winning something this week. James, you got it. I love the way you ended that because that's phenomenal because the Eagles stuck. Uh, not really because they're good. Uh, but that wraps up episode 177 of TLDR Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for always supporting. And we hope to give you more as the weeks and years go on. Uh, we hope you have a good week. We will and we'll see you next week.